0: This episode is brought to you by Audible Theatre Presents Good Enemy. Good Enemy is a world premiere play that explores the power of human connections by Audible Theatre emerging playwright Ilong Liu, directed by Obie award winner Che Yu. A father learns that closing the door to his past means shutting his daughter out. Smart and thrilling, this story deftly weaves together two generations and two countries, the US and China, both during times of sweeping social changes. This hopeful show features a road trip across America, theatrical flashbacks to 1984 China, action, suspense, secrets, a father-daughter relationship, discussions of generational trauma, and the bonding power of TikTok. But parental advisory, the show contains nudity, sexual content, and gunshots. Good Enemy stars Obi winner Francis Jew of Pacific Overtures on Broadway and Soft Power at the Public, and previews began October 25th at Minetta Lane Theatre in New York City. This is a strictly limited five-week engagement, October 25th through November 27th only. Tickets are now available at goodenemyplay.com. See it early and save. Unlock $25 tickets through November 5th using code AIB25. After November fifth, tickets start at forty five dollars. But use code Potluck to unlock a twenty five percent discount. Discount offer ends November twenty seventh. See Good Enemy, and thanks to Audible Theater for sponsoring this episode. You're listening to, oh, Potluck. Pot-luck.
1: Welcome to Asians in Baseball with your hosts, Kim Cooper, Naomi Ko, and Scott Okamoto. This podcast celebrates Asian and Asian-native Hawaiian Pacific Islander American baseball players in the MLB. Hello and
0: welcome back to another episode of Asians in Baseball. The, the vibe is it's high and it's low this week. We'll get to the low stuff, but the high stuff is that we are rolling with our full
1: crew again. Naomi is back from Korea. Um, welcome back, Naomi. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's so good to be back. The podcast episodes were way better without me on it. I no, no
0: one would say that. No one would say that. Well, we no sent we sent her
2: to Korea. That's part of our Asians in Baseball reach in right. the glo- global baseball world.
1: That's
0: right. Our our international field correspondent, Naomi Ko. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: yes. She, she's our chief Korea uh, reporter, so...
0: And, and thank yeah. goodness that she was over there uh, to gather the intel about what's going on with the KBO because we have some uh, bad news that I'm sure you already know about if you're listening to this and you're at all a baseball fan. But um, there's uh, no more Asians uh, in baseball, <laughs> in Major League Baseball. Um, uh, that, yep.
2: Well, wait, didn't you say there was like trainers or... Uh... Peanut yes. vendors, or
0: um, well, okay, okay, all right. I can yeah. I can report that from my deep research, um, the Astros have a massage therapist who's listed on their MLB roster named Lugia. Katsumi Oka, um, and that's the only person that I could find uh, all, that's listed on the MLB like roster, staff, coaching, there's, whatever. There's
2: the Astros?
0: It is the Astros.
2: We count that. I mean,
0: we don't. I mean, <laughs> I like I, I, we obviously we hate the Astros. If you don't know uh, why, it's because they're bad. Um, but I do, I, I do feel that I like Dusty Baker. I yeah. do feel, I mean, I, I was telling you guys about this. Like I, I, I really think if they got rid of the members of the 2017 Astros that are still on that team, I would be able to um, not have bad feelings anymore. Mostly yeah.
1: Guriel. Yeah, it's yeah. mostly Guriel And Alex Bregman. I hate that guy, too. <laughs> and Jose yeah. Altuve, because he betrayed... Yeah. He betrayed... My like when I first watched him in 2017 in the 2017 World Series against the Dodgers, I was just like, you know what, go Altuve, go there's go Short King, go, go yeah, Short King, go, absolutely. Short King is yeah, a big two, cheater. Five seven. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was like, "Don't
0: pull my shirt off when they when he hit a walk off in one of the Dodgers Astros games because he was wearing a wire that was telling him what the pitches were."
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think. Oh, and Justin Verlander, of course. Yeah, I um, hate that. Those guy. are the Mm-mm. those are the guys that I think the main ones that are left, at least, because Carlos Correa left. Um, George Springer. Did well, anybody find out if George Springer was okay?
2: Oh, that's right. From that injury, he got carted off.
0: Anyway, that's that. We'll
1: anyway, we'll figure that out. That's not yeah. relevant to our. Discussion.
2: I don't think Verlander was on the twenty seventeen team. I, was, no, was that but that guy sucks yeah he was (laughs) we don't like him he
1: wasn't
2: um, no i think he joined the next year
1: Um, oh my god okay yeah but that guy just sucks so i'm not rooting for him at all either
2: you know he has political issues um,
1: yeah yeah maybe that's why i have a problem with him it's unfortunate because it's like you know, I'm not a Phillies fan. I'm not an Astros fan. By the time we even got to the postseason, I had no more skin in this game because <laughs> the Twins were out. And, and you know, it, it like credit to the Astros organization after the 2020 cheating scandal came out and they brought in Dusty Baker to clean house and bring a lot of legitimacy back to the organization. Yeah. But what sucks is that, like, you want to root for Dusty Baker, because you want him to finally get that World Series championship and, and for him to yep. break his curse. But at the same time, you're like, why this team? Why those guys on that team? And I think the only person I'm rooting for on the Astros is Pena, because he's young and he's my new eye candy until you know, the <laughs> KBO, um, MLB game, which I think I texted you guys. I was just like, at least Pena is good looking. To carry me through the World Series. Um, until I can watch the exhibition game.
2: Yeah, you're gonna root for him, aren't you?
1: Well, I'm not gonna really root for him. I'm just gonna root for him to have a lengthy plate appearance and good diving plays and just have the camera on him for my eyes. Right, well, it's kind of
0: like, excuse me, to do one of my world famous transitions, it's a little bit like how um, I was watching the CS Um, with the Phillies and the Padres um, because obviously my husband is a big Phillies fan. I've talked about this previously. Um, He is uh, from um, South Jersey, which is like right outside Philadelphia. And he's huge, grew up huge Phillies fan. Um, And so our house is rooting hard for the Phillies. But, uh, you know, we got to represent Asians in baseball. I wanted to see... You know, the the Asians on the Padres succeed, but as a Dodgers fan, didn't want to see the Padres succeed.
1: I do so. have to say that in the past couple of episodes, it was very Dodger heavy. Lots of woes coming from <laughs> Kim and Scott talking about the Dodgers. And I just, while I was listening to those episodes while I was in Korea, I was just like, shut the fuck up, you guys. Because at least you won a World Series in the past two three decades (laughs) two three and and then you at least get to the postseason and i don't like i don't know what's that like i don't know i don't have a taste for that anyway but i was actively rooting for the padres i proudly wore my kim ha-sung t-shirt that's in korean in south korea south korea was super rooting hard for kim Ha Sung. i was in yeah, korea so did for. did you get comments yeah i did like
2: comments about your shirt
1: i didn't get comments because koreans don't talk to strangers like koreans yeah koreans don't do that's that that's a good, they just, that's they a good just, vibe
2: they don't just look at your shirt and go hey yeah
1: well well they did look at my shirt and i got like a couple like head nods um oh
2: so that's really demonstrative in Korean culture. Like,
1: that is very demonstrative in Korean culture, and like there were a couple like young like guys that did a double take with my shirt on. They're just like, "What? This Gilpo knows who Kim Ha Sung is?" And it's just like, "Yeah, this Gilpo knows who Kim Ha Sung is. He plays in the United States, of course." Gilpo's no. Gilpo's is like a derogatory term that Koreans like to call uh, Korean Americans and di- uh, diaspora Koreans. Um. Oh. We're trying to. Yeah, we're like claiming, I, I, we're claiming that word I'll, back, I'll but s- it was funny.
0: <laughs> I'll say in 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 your defense that, or I don't know whose defense this is. I will say <laughs> I don't think that all, and this is part of this is part of why I I'm uh, I wanted to do this podcast uh, with you is because I don't think that all Korean Americans know who Kim Ha Sung is. I don't think that all Korean Americans know that we've got this like like rising star that's from our. You know, universe that they should be excited about. So, I do think that's very
1: true. I
0: think the guy who nodded at you was right to be like, oh shit, you know what's going on.
1: Yeah. And I was just like, even though you're wearing a mask because Korea is still a very, like, you still have to wear masks in Korea. um, Like, I was just like, you a good looking guy. Like, pull the mask out. Let's talk about baseball. But, um, (laughs) but, um, like, it, it was really exciting that you know when because the games play in the morning because that's the time difference and and um so by the evening you were watching all the replays and and the morning like the morning and afternoon news it was heavily featuring Kim Ah Sung his diving plays footage of so um there was a little bit of a clip going around of Manny Machado like screaming sarang sarang to Kim Ah Sung and but on the korean broadcast it was more than just manny machado it was a lot of different padres players like like screaming sadange like like just <laughs> there, i think there was one padres player i forgot who i forgot who it was was just like or whatever, like kim song <laughs> came up to bat <laughs> and i think uh, it was just like okay i appreciate the effort um that these guys were were showing and and the respect that they had um Korea was very very excited for Kim Ha-sung and especially because right now um Kim Ha-sung's former uh KBO team uh the Ki Kiwoom Heroes which when he played was called the Nexon Heroes but they had a name change um is currently going through the playoffs right now in the KBO and he sent like a little coffee truck being like hey guys you guys can make it to you guys can do well in the postseason just like how i'm doing well in the postseason right now too so that's nice yeah it was a lot of it was a lot of kim ha-sung um action a lot of footage a lot of koreans were excited on my train ride um, from busan to seoul a lot of people were watching that final game between the padres and the phillies on their phone and and I like in my car. There were like a few of us watching the watching the game on the on our phones, and we like there was a collective groan at the end when when the Padres lost because because this is this is really exciting and and I think Koreans really really were very excited for Kim Ha Sung, especially since you know he was the best player in the KBO when he was playing for the KBO. So, (sighs) yeah.
0: I mean, he's, uh, he's he's very loved by the Padres, and I think that's something. I think I said this on a previous episode, but like that is something that I love from watching, being being able to watch the games on TV, is just hearing the Kim ha Song chant and like you know seeing the signs that that people have written like in Korean that say his name like in Korean, and um, you know it's it's interesting too to hear the commentary live because. You know, we obviously know that Kim Ha-sung is very talented, but it really means something else to me entirely to hear the commentators saying like like at one point, the commentators were saying like Kim Ha-sung is one of the best shortstops in baseball. And I was like, that's incredible. It's not just us. You know, obviously we care. You know, we we, 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 and I don't want to say that we're we're. Uh, inflating how good he is. I don't think we are, but like obviously we're, we're paying very close. Yeah, we're 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 biased and we want him to do well. We want all these guys to do well. We're we're They're his mom, so I'm his mom. Literally, I'm his mother. Um, but it's just like it's so nice to hear them recognizing like, oh, you know, like Gold Glove Caliber Kim Ha Song. And like, he was making all of these plays. Um, he, in the game two of the CS, he had some incredible base running. Um, he like scored from first, like he was out there fucking crushing it. And that's why it kills me that I'm like, oh, the community doesn't know. People don't know yeah. that this guy is so good. People think baseball's boring and that's wrong because if you watch Kim Ah-sung, it's very good, mm-hmm. except for when he strikes out. But even then, he tried. Yeah. He, he He's always putting time. in the effort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: and it's super fun and what, so I don't know if I mentioned this in an episode right before I left for Korea um, last month, but, Last month there was this Korean American conference in Los Angeles, and I saw that um, reported by a Korean American reporter from the L.A. Times. He was there in Park Chan If you guys are, uh, you know, the most famed, Chan-ho the first Park. Korean pitcher, yes, Chan Ho Park, Park Chan the first Korean pitcher to come to the MLB. Um, he he was just like, hey guys, I want you to support Kim Ah-sung like how you guys came out to support me because he is he is a really great player and I and it was reported by a couple other journalists that um Puck actually encouraged Kim Ah-sung to sign with the Padres he mm. like like, other people, other, I think, his coaches at in the KBO, his, some of his other family members, his, you know, Kim Ah-sung's support network and his inner circle was just like, don't go to the Padres, don't go to the Padres. But it was Park chan Ho who was just like, go to the Padres. You should go there. Which I thought was very interesting because he went there knowing that Tatis was the shortstop and was the yeah. rising star of MLB at that time. But it, you know, even Pak Chanoa is just like, hey guys, you need to support, you need to support me. And this I mean, you need to support Kim O sung And what I find very fascinating about it is that I think because and, and like this is kind of surprising to me as a Korean American from the Midwest, that you kind of have to be playing for either the Dodgers or the Yankees for Asian like Korean Americans to be like, holy shit, this is so awesome. Because they mm-hmm. kind of forget <laughs> about the Korean American players like like I think Ryu was the only reason why people knew about Ryu because he came he was with the Dodgers, right? For the longest time. So that's why but so I- many Korean Americans know who Ryu is, but they don't really know who Chechi Man is and they don't really know who Kim Ha Sung is. So it, it it's baffling to me that even San Diego seems like a little too far away from a Korean-American metropolitan area even though San Diego is two and a half hours away from Los Angeles
0: well I'm curious why Park Chono would encourage uh, uh, would encourage Kim ha to sign with the Padres specifically I mean I, I I'm guessing it's just like it was like the Padres and maybe a couple of other teams that were interested in him and that was the best place but yeah it's like it like i think like i i really think that the dodgers should need to be making or even the angels quite frankly need to be making a bigger effort to have korean players on the team because mm-hmm. that's like how you get the support and like kim song sung obviously is so beloved in san Fran in san diego excuse me um but he's very he's he's very good with that team, and so they have rallied around him because of that, which is so wonderful. Um, but I do like to your point, Naomi. I wonder, like, I, I wonder if we did a poll of Korean Americans, like, how many of them would know about Kim Ha Sung? Because I I don't know how many people know about baseball players, even prominent baseball players, at all. Like, yeah, John, that's true, John, my My husband and I were just watching um, Celebrity Jeopardy the other day and these three people who live in Los Angeles, um, the question was like, it was like, or the clue was like, go blue. Um, This team's ace is Clayton Kershaw something, something. And obviously the answer is the Dodgers. But none of these three people who lived in Los Angeles knew the answer. And Clayton Kershaw is one of the most well-known baseball players within the baseball world. But like like you know we would all be like oh yeah of course like first ballot hall of famer like you know he's he's very very uh well known and very iconic um especially for our franchise and people in la don't even know who the fuck he is yeah <laughs> so i'm like how i wonder how many korean americans do know that there's this like who aren't yeah. baseball fans know that there's this superstar absolute yeah. beast of a well, player
1: well, to answer your first question, I think the reason why Pak Chan urged Kim ah Sung to go to the Padres is because Pak Chan is a special assistant to the Padres organization. So I think Pak Chan was probably looking at it in the sense that he was advising Kim ah Sung to come to a team that he that. Park Chan-oh had some influence, could guide him. And also him. Park Chan-oh lives in San Diego. His family lives in San Diego. So I think Park Chan-oh was thinking like, not only in terms of this is a great fit for you team-wise, but also like as somebody who is, or you know the forefather of being mm-hmm. a Korean player coming to the United States, I can help usher you in. I can try to make this transition a little bit easier for you. I've already gone through this rodeo. I have a family, I have roots you know i know he park channel probably knows every fucking korean person in san diego or just yeah. southern california like <laughs> southern california um like his network runs so deep so i think that that's probably the reason why park channel was just like yeah come come to the padres I, I think this will be and it being a little bit and what i mean by a little bit like a little bit less of a mass market team even though the yeah. Padres have now proven that they are a mass market like um, organization. Yeah. It's a um,
2: smaller market than LA, but it's yeah. It's, but
0: that, but and it's that's pretty newer. Big. Like yeah. they they haven't yeah. always been a like a big market team. Like I have right friends now. from San Diego who are just now like, oh my gosh, like sa- like I heard San Diego's good. I heard the Padres are good, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. It's- yeah. The Padres have it's been junior-
1: in in the conversation for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, they've been
2: rising. Did you hear the yeah. announcers? I was a little a little upset that the, the announcers in the last couple of games, they are saying, well, the 7-8-9 hitters of the Padres have disappeared. And it was just like, uh, they're only like three for 30. I'm like, yeah, those three hits are are Kim. Like, yeah. lay off Kim, man. Like, he's the only one in the bottom of the order producing.
1: Um, and sometimes he was the only one in the top of the order producing, too. When he Yeah, when he and would, that was the he, other thing. He was off. hitting in the
2: top of the order against lefties, yeah. So, it was like, but they, they showed his name on this the list of the bottom three um, in that game. Yeah, these guys are, you know, three for, you know, 30-something. And I was just like, oh. no, they're, well, not him.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Maybe eight and nine. Producing. Maybe
1: six, eight, and nine.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, Trent, Trent Grisham went over for the whole LCS. Oh, so, my
1: God. Uh, that guy was struggling.
2: Yeah, he dominated in the first, the wild card in the, in the uh, division series, but just went back to his what he did during the season during during the lcs poor guy and but, and i do yeah. have to say I'm, I'm that I'm great
1: yeah trent grisham the his impact was accelerated because kim got on base so whenever he he went mm-hmm. yard right it's it's because yeah. kim already got on base and was able to and they were able to score more runs and you know i that was the best part of 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 the DS and, and CS was watching Kim sung and Stephen Kwan, like, do what they needed to do. And I know you guys talked a lot about Stephen Kwan, but, um... Hey, Brian! Did you go to Saturday School as a kid? I sure did! Did you? Totally! Well, at our podcast, Saturday School, we don't teach a language, but we pass along the culture that we do know. And that's Asian American pop culture. Ada's a journalist, and I'm a professor and film festival programmer. We've watched a lot of great Asian American movies, and we want you to watch them, too. Come listen to us as we look back at the pioneering films that have led us to today. Because Stephen Kwan is going to be one of the MLB players coming to Korea next month for the exhibition game, they have been showing his face a lot in the advertisements, which I find to be quite interesting because he's half Japanese and half Chinese and Koreans. Well, yeah, I mean, they, if he, if he, if he was just a quarter Korean, maybe it, he would have just been on every like poster. Yeah,
2: yeah. Or maybe but they think uh, the
0: Kwan is Korean. Yeah.
2: Oh, you're right. Yeah.
0: Kwan Stephen. <laughs>
1: They're like he doesn't look very Korean, but hmm, maybe this is just American <laughs> fried food changing his his look. But he would, but Stephen Kwan is featured be, very prominently in the commercials um, for the exhibition game, which is very exciting too. So I mean, it's uh, so I was like, oh look at that Asians Asians in baseball. But really funny. Also Kim Ha Sung was featured in some of those commercials, but I don't think Kim Ha Sung is playing. Not- Playing. In that game, but they still featured him, <laughs> just being like, "Oh yeah, he represents both the KBO and the MLB." But I mean, he does, though. I yeah. mean, yeah, why? Yeah. Why move. isn't
0: he playing in that game?
1: I don't know. Um, maybe. Maybe he will. I think maybe they were just waiting to see how he would do in the in the postseason with the Padres. It, yeah. it did look like for for a while that the Padres were going to make it to the World Series. So maybe that's the. Reason I mean, why I, I
0: said in I said in last week's episode that I thought they were going to go all the way.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did
0: predict that, and I was wrong. And I do want to say, uh, like going back to what we were talking about before with like Trent Grisham and others um, on the Padres, like really slumping at the wrong time, which seems to be a theme in in the postseason with with cold bats. But like the Padres have have done you, Darvish, dirty, I would say all year. I would say all year because most of his losses have come, not because he's not a good pitcher, but because he didn't have anyone backing him up and that happened in the championship series um he got the loss in yeah. game 1 even though he only gave up two home runs that entire game because yeah. his solo team home runs, yeah. yeah solo home runs because his team didn't didn't come with the bats and so like you know he uh, of course you know again John is listening to all of the post game stuff and the uh, the Phillies won that game and you said that he felt that he uh, he felt that his pitch to Bryce Harper, who homered, was outside, but that Bryce went out and got it. So he was like, "I, I, I didn't mess up on that pitch. Bryce is just very good, and he was able to get out and and uh, get the home run. And then he, the the home run he gave up to Kyle Schwarber, he was like, "That was a mistake, and I paid for that mistake. And it just like like that. And I'm sure that this is true of all pitchers. Like I'm sure it's not just him, but just that level of like." Um, Like, he's just so, he's so tuned in, you know? And he's like, okay, I know exactly where the pitch went. I know exactly, like, this one I messed up on, this one I did not. But it just fucking kills me that he gets the, like, when he has to take the loss. I'm like, you're such a good pitcher, and it's not even like he had an off day. He just, like... no.
1: It's just, yeah. they it's, get the, up. it's the postseason. That's what happens in the postseason. You know, you're not going to have pitchers who are going to have 0.00 ERAs or even, like, most pitchers aren't going to have anything less than, like, a 4.0 ERA. Like, this is the playoffs. This is when people people's bats get really hot. So, it's, yeah, it, it was really disappointing because it's just like, you know, you, Darvish, he's in his mid-30s now. Um, he's got a lot of kids. He's, ex, you know... He's got responsibilities at home he's getting older and it's just like this this man deserves to win a world series he was cheated out of the world series he should have won in 2017 and also was a victim of a racist a, racist remarks and gestures during that game as well but but like he is he, you know when we look at the scope of pitchers and what they've done in in the past you know decade you darvish Asian or not has been really up there in terms of how he how he has produced and how he hasn't really been injured that much like he's and how smart he is and he's so creative on the mound so it's it's really it's sad because it was just like not only did I want the Padres to go to the World Series because of, you know, obviously Kim Ha Sung and and me rooting for Kim Ha Sung but it's also because like you Darvish deserves that ring you know he he really does deserve that ring and 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 hopefully in the postseason the Padres are going to make some like really smart decisions I just read in the athletic that the um in the offseason you mean I mean what did I say
0: you said the postseason but oh yeah offseason
1: yeah offseason they're going to make some smart plays like the Padres I read that the Padres organization um reported by the athletic is ready to spend money like they're like they're like well what's the point if I don't I think one of the the chair of the Padres organization was just like what's the point of having all this money if I don't spend it it's not like I can take it with me when I die and I was just like oh shit they're ready they're ready to spend some money and and I just I just hope that you know you Darvish can stay healthy for another year and and because the Padres were so close, maybe next year will be the year that they make it to to the World Series, and Yu Darvish can finally finally get his ring. I'm part of me is kind of wishing that um, the Dodgers make an offer for Kim Sung. I I hope there's a trade going that will happen between the Padres and the Dodgers because also it seems like the Dodgers is not going to make a play for Trey Turner. well that's what i said in
0: a previous uh, in a previous episode yeah i was like i was like in a perfect world because trey turner doesn't want to stay at the dodgers he made that very clear during the postseason that he doesn't want to stay at the dodgers yeah um with his two two years straight i will not forget i will not forget um uh, but anyway, uh, he he. It seems like he wants to go back to the East Coast. Totally fine, makes sense. Um, but then that spot opens up, and I was like, well, if Tatis is coming back, I think more likely, I think that the Padres keep Kim Ha song and they put uh, Tatis either in the outfield or as yeah. DH. But uh, you know, I I think that it would be great if they brought Kim Ha song to LA. But also, it's like an inter inter yeah, Interdivision trade would be. Yeah.
1: Wow. You were like really good with the predictions because that was something, because I was like, because I'm so jet like right now. I've been up for, you know, I've been waking up in the middle of the night and I just, this is me being like, I'm going to read articles off The Athletic and hopefully it'll be, bo- sometimes some of those articles can be boring enough to. Put me me to sleep Like it's a lot of numbers There's a lot of data And and sometimes I don't understand What they're saying But that was also like A speculation that some reporters Are making too So Kim I think reporters from The Athletic Are just like listening To what you have to say They're listening
0: to the podcast They're stealing my predictions (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I think that that's I think that that's viable And uh, like uh, Again like I'm like If if people are concerned if if major league baseball is wanting to increase the number of fans in baseball then i think that that's not some it's not not something you should be paying attention to is uh, you know when when ryu was playing for the dodgers if you went to a game when ryu was pitching there were yeah. so many korean people there korean people were packing it out because they were pumped and yeah. ryu was good kim Ha song is good like you know, you got to you got to think about the culture of the city that you're playing in. And like the pe- I mean, obviously, people show up for Kim Ha-Song in San Diego, but I'm like, people would also really show up for Kim Ma Song in Los Angeles.
1: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of Korean people, when they choose to live in California, choose to live in the Los Angeles, Orange County region. And so it's easier for them to make that trek. And even though like at the Padres game that we went to, there were some Korean people there. But I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do have to say that what I really appreciate about the Padres fans is that most of them were Latino or You know, Mm -hmm. brown, they were black, very
2: diverse
1: supporters supporting Kim Ah Song, and you know, of course, like Kim Ah Song's BFF is um profar, um, Hmm. jerks and profar, and
0: Manny Machado,
1: and Manny Machado. Yes, there's a lot of because I follow Kim Ah Song on Instagram, and it's just like love for kim and, and Profar love for each other which i think is really beautiful and yeah. and so great because kim song has so many korean followers and korea has some racism issues so it's good for for them to see yeah. a and and uh, a leader like and an idol like kim song to do that but um but yeah i mean you know, like you you get a Korean person out, then you get major K-pop people coming to do the fucking national anthem or throwing the first pitch at the Korean Heritage Night games at the do- at Dodger Stadium, even though you know, like I I'm just I'm just come on Dodgers, get Kim Ah-sung, get some Koreans on there because Minnesota definitely will not. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I mean, they
0: had Rob. They had Rob for a little bit, and that was really uh, the the most on point, uh, unintentionally on point. Yeah, uh, culturally you
1: specific.
0: Know. Yeah, um, extremely, extremely specific. Yeah, yeah.
1: well, it the, it was the,
2: cre- the demographics.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, Minnesota being the home of Korean adopt adoptees and having a Korean adoptee on the team. Like I remember when I told cr- my Korean adoptee friends from Minnesota last year, "Hey, there's a Korean adoptee playing for." the twins, and they are like, what? And it's just like, come on, twins. Like, you got come, come on. (laughs) You gotta,
0: you gotta, you gotta engage with the, with the, with the populations. Like, my Korean adoptee friends in Minnesota, uh, I'm in this, like, Korean adoptee group, and most of them live in Minnesota. They took a trip. They took, like, a field trip all together to go see a twins game. I can't remember if Rob was in it or even played it or not. He might have just come in. Uh, In in like a later inning But like You know I I think that like uh, As we've talked about before Like There's so much Cultural significance To the representation And I think that That's somewhere that MLB is really lacking And I think like like Mookie Betts has been uh, all year doing this campaign. And I'm not sure maybe he's been doing this longer than this year as well, but I noticed it a lot this year that he's, he like has shirts about it and he posts about it that he's like, we need to get more black people in the stadium. Like there Mm -hmm. needs to be more black people coming to baseball games. And I think that's so incredible to like, try to engage your community in that way and be like, not only do we belong on the field, but we belong in the stands. Like I want to bring the community in like, and I, I think that that's something that the teams can do a much better job of. I think the teams can do a much better job of like going out and being like, Hey, Oh, if we know that there's a Korean adoptee on our team, like how can we engage with the large population of Korean adoptees in Minnesota? You know, how can we, uh, h- how can we like make this a place that people want to show up to support, you know, their community?
1: Yeah. And, and like that, Because the Guardians and I do, you know, I do have to say, even though the Guardians have been a problematic organization because their name, former name, was problematic. The one thing that I think they did really great this year is not only because of and Stephen Kwan's excellence and his and just his dominance in on the field, but also I. the Guardians did outreach with Asian-American communities. And that's how you had mm. these Asian-American organizations coming with, like, a field trip of Asian-Americans to Guardian Guardian Games supporting Stephen Kwan. Like, I remember yeah, I was. Damn. I was, and because I was looking at, like, pictures and I was just like, there was, like, a A.A. Uh, OPM or something like all these acronyms and I was looking it up and it's like Asian Americans organizing in Ohio or something like that and It's just like (laughs) yeah Like 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 these these organizations came out to watch Stephen Kwan and and it's so great because Not only did they have signs that were like promoting their their organization, but they also had these huge like cutouts of Stephen Kwan's face and you know and and they were cheering him on and 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 I was like, wow, that's that's actually really great. When you when you put these faces, these diverse faces, you're gonna draw this new crowd, and it's just like in all places of Ohio, they did a really good job of of doing that. And and like I will even say that when um, Kenta Maeda came to Minnesota, they did not do a good job like engaging with the Asian American community to get him to get Asian American butts in at target field and and the thing is is that like you know last year when and this year when the angels went to target field there were so many southeast asians who came just to see shohei otani play like i remember i remember last year because last year you know was my 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 first year of like my introduction year to baseball and and I had so many people sending me texts, Asian Americans, or like sending me, like tagging me in Instagram posts or on tweets, being like, hey, Naomi, I'm at Target Field watching Shohei Otani play. And then, and then because um, this year I did a show in St. Paul, Minnesota, and part of my um, performance was talking about Shohei Otani, um, I won't get into too much detail about that. Um, and then when no the Angels came, yeah, n- nobody wants to hear it. Um, the An- When the Angels came to Target Field in September, there were so many people, so many asian American, like, Mon- I'm talking about, like, Hmong refugees, Southeast Asian-Americans who came to watch Shohei Otani. And I like to think I had a big part of that because I... Um, blew up pictures of Shohei Otani and showed them to 800 people saying like, this guy is really cool and also he's hot. We should support him, right? Solidarity. But, um, but I mean, it, it like Shohei Otani got got Asian Americans to go support him in Minnesota and he plays for the Angels. They weren't even supporting the Twins. These are Minnesotans who weren't even supporting the Twins. They went to go. Yeah, they're like, who's this that- guy? that's how that's how important it is
0: you know i had a friend earlier this year who she texted in our group group text of um all asian americans and she was like sent a picture of mitch white and was like i didn't know there was a hot asian guy that pitches for the dodgers and she was like kim you probably already know and i was like i do already know and like you know it's just it's like people want like i think that something that um Maybe the leadership of different teams, teams that don't engage as much with their communities, like don't understand so much. Is that like we're looking we're I mean, that's why we have the podcast Asians in baseball. We're looking for where we exist in the world. And something like baseball is like, well, I'm not going to assume that there's like a lot of Asian people playing in Major League Baseball. And there's like not that many. But like, you know, we were doing the statistics last Last episode, um, it's not that many, but there are some and we want to come out and support. And I appreciate, you know, going back to the Dodgers, I appreciate what they did this last year of like, you know, they were the the like hashtag or the slogan or whatever for the year was like siempre L.A. And then they had different versions of it. In different languages, they had like Japanese and Korean and uh, like a a bunch of different languages that represent um, the different populations of the city. But I was like, I was like that, and that's great because we do have such like a like an ethnically diverse city. But like, what else have you done to try to engage the community? And it's hard for I think like I'm like it would be hard for me I think to get my Asian friends or like not necessarily just my friends, but like to get Asian Americans to come to a Dodger game because there's no Asian players. We've got Dave and Dave is a very important part of the team, but it's like, well, you're not really watching somebody manage. Like nobody, nobody's coming to a game to watch someone manage a game. Um, so, you know, I just, I'm like, it's a big it's a big missed opportunity.
1: It is a big missed opportunity and I'm going to kind of harp on the on the Dodgers a little bit for this because it's just like Mitch White is like, when he was pitching for the Dodgers, he's not an ugly guy. Like, this guy's quite attractive. <laughs> like, he's hot. Uh, you know, I I mean, he's just smoking hot. And what's weird about it is that, like, why wouldn't they capitalize on Mitch White's hotness? And then also on the fact that his aunt is a famous reporter. His aunt is Juju Chang, oh. who reports for ABC News. She's a national wow. reporter. And the only reason why I know that is because – on Minjin Lee's Instagram, who is the author of Pachinko, you know, the national book finalist, author, very prominent Asian American, Korean American writer, um, was like, she posted and she was just like, my friend Juju Chang and her nephew, Los Angeles Dodgers pitcher, Mitch White. And I'm like, what? And and I was just like, come on. Like if I was working in the front office, if I was working on like the marketing thing, I I would kind of maybe capitalize on on like any kind of connection just like how every like when trace thompson started to play they'd be like and cut to clay thompson or cut to to uh trace thompson's father's whose name i forgot but you know he like it's just like utilize yeah michael thompson is just like utilize and i get it like clay thompson is incredibly famous and people know basketball players but it's also just like you got to use with with what you got,
0: and hopefully I, the I, the Blue Jays will will do that. You know, I, I I do get it a little bit in the way that like they were. Uh, this is not a, in a defense of them at all of the Dodgers at all. They were like yo-yoing Mitch around all year, Triple A majors, Triple A majors. So it's a little yeah. bit hard, I think, to to utilize him as like a like a, a face in that way. But I I hope that. Um, that the Blue Jays, you know, do, um, and-
1: Yeah, because they can totally, like I could totally see a campaign with like, were you coming back, and then you got new, and you got, like, he he's Korean, and then you got Mitch White, who's Korean-American, and they could, like, really go balls to the wall with, like, the Korean angle on the Blue Jays being, like, two Korean pitchers, when's the last time you saw two pitchers of Korean descent ever pitch for the same team, while, like, BTS is, like, blaring in the background, and, you know, I I, okay, so, like, we're available for marketing and advertising consultation <laughs> on how to engage with communities and audiences. Um, but, I mean, we're I mean, all... Sorry, listener. There's a,
2: there's a, there's, don't you think there's a problem on their end, though? Because it's not universally accepted that having lots of Asians is a good thing, uh, particularly in these this day and age of Asian hate, and post-pandemic. So I'm sure they've they've thought about it, but concluded that the the negative connotations of Asian faces outweighed the the bump of having a few more Asians in the seats. That's that's what I'm guessing because these aren't these are pe- people are paid a lot of money and they have they come from lots of PR and and you know they have experience. So I'm sure I'll bet it comes up in conversation. It's just that well we don't want to you know be overly associated with asianness because that might push you know the white racist fans away and we need their money <laughs> so um i'm sure but asian americans the have way. the
1: highest purchasing power in the nation it's time to cultivate yeah, a new small. fan base
2: but we only make up but like we spend money in the nation yeah yeah for sure. we spend a, a lot I of money look, look Look at the like when and when the World Series starts. Look at Philadelphia's stadium; it's it's ninety nine percent white people. Look and then look at the Astro Stadium; it's probably eighty percent white people. But so they know who's coming to the games. They know who's tuning in, um, and it's majority white in baseball. So they they can't. They can't be like us in L.A. and say, look at all these Asians and isn't it great? They're going to be like, because, you know, there's someone in Philadelphia. And they don't like, do it
0: in L.A. either.
2: <laughs> yeah, they don't even do it here. So if they don't do it here, they're not going to do it in Philadelphia because there'll be some, you know, Philadelphia guys going, oh, fuck those Asians. You know, like, I ain't going to the game. So it's a crazy balance of the reality of the socio-political situation we're in. And the reality, because yeah, obviously Asians spend money. We've seen with BTS, we've seen um, Squid Games, we've seen uh, uh, Parasite. It it makes tons of money, but are they going to lose the fan base because they push Asianness? So <sighs> that's that's the cynic in me saying.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you. I, I, see what I mean. And, like, we we've seen it already with Shohei Otani, the best baseball player in yeah, history. Yeah,
2: the Angels don't yeah. hardly yeah you know, promote that at all.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is crazy because they're in Orange County. There's
0: a ton of yeah. Asian people down there. Yeah. that's They'll absolutely the games, bonkers. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree with you, Scott, with your cynicism, and I'll put a little bit more cynicism on top of your cynicism. That I think Ooh, you I like. I, I think you're even giving uh, some of these marketing people more credit than I would. Uh, that I I don't know that they've necessarily even thought that far into it and decide. Yeah. You know, like I, I I do, but I do agree that I think that a lot of times like um yeah there's there's the risk of of alienating your main fan base which a lot of times you know is majority white yeah yeah i I mean i've i've been to a lot of i think i've been to 17 or 18 baseball stadiums and it's been very interesting like to see all like what the demographic is in different stadiums and in different parts of the country um it's yeah, it's very fascinating, um, and that's why I'm like, it's it's very interesting to me that the Dodgers, the Dodgers is 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 known for being a franchise that broke the for being the franchise that broke the yeah. color barrier, and we're one of the only teams currently in the baseball that has a non-white manager. And we have one of the best baseball players in the entire league in Mookie Betts, um, who, again, uh, like is doing so much to try to get more black people to come to games. And then you look at the rest of the team and it's it's very, you know, it's very homogenous.
2: He's the the only African-American player on the Dodgers. Um,
1: Yeah. Which it didn't. didn't. Because everyone else is Afro Latinos.
2: Yeah. It was really embarrassing. The 50th anniversary of Jackie Robinson. Um, so one of the celebrations, the Dodgers had zero black players <laughs> that year. Really? It was just like,
1: oops. Not.
0: That's why I think it's like, like, fun, like I think it's kind of funny when they continue to have like, I get it. They have Japanese Heritage Night because uh, and, and Davis is there to be the representation, but they're like, we have Korean Heritage Night. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. So you know that there's Korean people in this city, but why is there no Korean people on this team? It's so wild. And I know you can't build a team based on the the need to fill different, like, you know, to... to, Affirmative action. Yeah, represent Mm -hmm. different populations. But I just, I always think that's funny. Every year when they're like, it's Korean Heritage Night. And I'm like, for who?
2: For... For the people in K Town who come, I to guess the game, for me,
1: but for me and Naomi, it's but. for you and Naomi. Yay! Yeah. I mean, I I was like, oh, should I go to the game? Just oh no, I had COVID. I couldn't go. I couldn't even go you, to that game either. You had COVID,
0: like, and I I was on my honeymoon, getting very sick. We were uh, we were not in any position to go see. So
1: we didn't even we weren't even represented. You know who went? Our Taiwanese American friend went. And they held it down they held it down and i was like can i have the hat with the korean flag on it and she said no well no that's yeah life's very hard anyway but yeah i mean we're now getting to the point where it's the world series starts friday tomorrow tomorrow, Tomorrow. and there are no asians uh kim well wishes uh, to you in your household just because in your house yeah um i i'm just looking for a really great series um even though a lot of people are saying that the astros are going to sweep the phillies i really hope that doesn't happen i want to see seven games i want to see i want to see a fight like i want to see i want to see at least six games for yeah yeah um there's a lot of predictions that it's going to end in five um from from the experts but but i just want an exciting series i want you know i want to see some good baseball and then i guess next week we can start begin to talk about all the off-season um trade rumors
0: yeah A-K- they're already
1: they're already going
2: and we got to start dipping a- into our baseball cards so we gotta we gotta do we gotta do a pull of asian segment because um, mm. because uh i want to get our our listeners who are not into baseball cards to sort of bring that back to this old time-honored tradition of collecting baseball cards because now because when I was collecting baseball cards there were no Asians to pull it was just I got excited if I pulled like Dusty there was no right.
0: Lensicata card come on
2: there was but you know I was
1: going through my thing so um. <laughs> yes yeah, so Scott's self-hatred period plus he I really wish Orioles. we'd
0: called this podcast the Lensicata fan club
2: well we can starting in off season so um I'll 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 find my Len Sakata cards and I will show them to the, to the screen because I have a few.
0: We'll post them on Instagram when Scott finds them.
1: Yeah, and then Scott will also write a letter of apology to Len Sakata, <laughs> and we'll read it out loud on a future episode. That's
2: I will, right. I will make a blog post about it.
0: That's right. We've talked about it before, but I think it's very it's yeah. a very interesting um, it's a very interesting experience.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's because I'm old. There was a lot of self hatred, <laughs> uh, so yeah.
0: Well, we've got a lot uh, we got a lot coming up, not so much in the way of Asians in the postseason anymore, but we will still uh, we'll still report a little bit on the postseason and we will also report on what's going on with Asians in baseball because, you know, it doesn't stop even after the games are over. So we have we have a lot a few big months ahead of us. So, yeah, um, we got
2: we got plans.
0: Yeah, there's there's some exciting stuff on the horizon. So uh, do we have anything else for today's episode? No. Nope. All nope. right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Asians in Baseball. And we'll be back next time with more Asians in Baseball. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Asians in Baseball. Connect with us on Instagram at Asians in Baseball. On Twitter at AZNs in Baseball. Email us at Baseball at
1: gmail.com. Or drop us an audio message on Anchor. Thanks.